delicious. Hello and welcome to a very happy New York talk. Um, we have a splendid, a fantastic Saturday afternoon to talk about. And then we've got another tough Tuesday to talk about as well with Wickham Wanderers coming to New York. Uh, as things stand, we have a two-man podcast today. We've got myself, Matt, and we've got Danny with me as well. Hello. Um, Mick is on his way back from uh, where, uh, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium on the NFL. So he may pop in and out of this as he, as he makes his way home. Um, but other than that... You will have to put up with me and Danny for the next hour or so. As always, we're live through Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. So if anybody's watching wants to send some comments and thoughts on Saturday's game and look ahead to Tuesday as well, get involved um, because we always appreciate any input. Um, Danny, we all predicted on Friday's podcast, be a close game, 1-1, 1-0, blah, blah, blah. It could not be further from the truth, could it? <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, I went for one. For one, no, it's like, mm, is that a bit too ambitious? You know, was winning <laughs> just by a single goal. It turns out we won by three and scored four. Um, so yeah, I think it caught a lot of people off guard that result because, mm. like you say, we all expected a close game, and at times it was a very close game. And when Portsmouth equalised, I thought, could they, you know, steal another one and? And go on with it, but then we just broadsided them and won four one. So you can't really complain, can you? No, definitely not. Definitely not. Let's try and make see if he's with us. Uh Michael, can you hear us? No, Michael cannot hear us. So let's Hello. Uh, he can't hear us. Uh so that's fine. We can't have mix for viewers. So yeah, it was a very top sort of topsy turvy game. It sort of went twenty minutes, they were the best team. We then came into it a better team, we then they made a mistake, and then talk about that 10 minute football in a minute because that was just special um but the first goal first 20 minutes danny like i mentioned then i think you've got to sort of get hats off to pompey a little bit the way they set up in that first period of time although they didn't really hurt us and they had maybe one or two shots which didn't really, didn't really cause any problems they set up to frustrate us and we could not get going in that first 20 25 minutes all no, you could, you could tell immediately they came into the game with a game plan from the first minute, which was to, to disrupt us and keep hold of the ball and, I, th- I think, try and grab an early goal and, and I don't know, maybe maybe sit on it, but at least try and do something that had hurt us early on. And if it weren't for a stunning save from Victor, they would have gone one one out up because I don't know how he saved it. He sort of saved it with his shoulder. <laughs> um, it, the, the vlog's up on the YouTube, so if you watch the vlog, you can see how Victor saves it. I, I don't know, he's like sort of gone down to save it but mm. he sort of misjudged how the ball's travelling and then it's I think it's took a deflection hasn't it yeah it must when, have I, done. when we when I watched it live it didn't think anything of it and but when you watch it from your vlog it looks like it's took a nick off somebody and that's mm. why uh, that's he might I might be wrong he might I like to say he might have misjudged it yeah but um, still brilliant save from victor mm, yeah Definitely, that, that that was the re- only real problem, weren't it? They, from that corner, they from that they had a corner which led to nowhere. Um, but the, we talked about this before. This the Cowleys they did the same two or three years ago with Lincoln. They came in and that day they got the early goal and frustrated us and killed us, just killed the game off. Um, but yeah, they 
we talked about again, talked about pause from the preview show. I was disappointed from from putting my neutral head on. I was disappointed with them. They didn't, other than frustrators, they did, we had to gift them the opportunities for them to cause us problems. And if they want to be where they want to be, they're going to need to change that. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me, my voice is still sore from Saturday. Mine is. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I mean, if you were to watch it as a neutral, you could say Portsmouth is a team that is probably good in for promotion. To put in a performance like that and only score from a mistake from us, it's like, you know, you know, you you're trying to be fearsome in this league, but you've got no bite about you. I mean, opening twenty minutes, they absolutely murdered us all over the pitch, but they didn't have that that final product to go and get a goal from it. And it's like Will said on the preview show, they are a very low scoring team, um, which could become an issue come end of the season and in terms of picking up results because if you don't score, you're probably not going to win. No, no, definitely, exactly. Yeah, yeah <laughs> right. Uh, Michael Owen that said you need to score goals to win football games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like him. Uh, Richard Smith says the ball was moving in the air for the Victor chance. Um, played, one way or the other. Yeah, eventually made a very, very good save. Yeah. Um, yeah, I watched it back, watched the game back through the eye follow, which you can do. And in, in my head, the first two minutes, I felt like we could not get a touch of the ball. And I thought they were dominant. Watching it back, mm. we still didn't put five or six passes together, but they weren't as good as I thought they were first time around. It was quite interesting watching it back. All they did was stop us from playing, which I suppose mm. could work for you. But it didn't hurt. It didn't hurt us, and I would be frustrated as a Pompey fan if that's where they're going to set up all season. They're not going to go up because yeah. they're better teams than them, obviously. I'd be frustrated as a Pompey fan seeing Michael Smith score a brace. Yes, only one for the first goal. Um, a lovely bit, lovely bit of football. To be fair, um, Rathbone's done really well. Griggs done well, and then a pass from Harden's just something else. And Michael Smith pops up for the time it was his ninth goal of the season. Uh, and I, I, you mentioned there, Danny. I am such a big fan of Michael Smith celebrating for opposition fans, and the fact he used to play for him is just beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it really is. And I mean, he said in an interview he's got no animosity towards Portsmouth. Mm. He enjoyed his time there, but. Obviously, the Pompey fans didn't enjoy him being there. Um, and he's come round and come good. And I think because they were giving him grief from the stands, he's done mm. what Michael Smith does and he scored and he gives it back. He pointed to his name on the back of his shirt as well, which you can only see on the highlights. <laughs> but, oh, that was brilliant. It was so funny. <laughs> it was were, it were a well-worked goal accident. After that 20-minute spell, he scored on whatever it were, half-hour mark. That's when we started to come into the game. Up, up before, there wasn't just the goal that changed it for me. It, it was leading up to the goal that we started playing a bit better, started being a bit more composed on the ball. But then that goal up to half-time, it was our game. They were, they went up until the goal. It was our game to lose, really. We, we were so comfortable. You could see their spirit had been knocked off. Um, it was a pleasure to watch at times, but up until the mistake, which we'll come on to from Barley's, uh, we were we were comfortable, weren't we? Yeah, we were. Um, you could tell by the way we were knocking the ball around and how uh, confident we looked, especially excuse me, on the left-hand side. We looked very confident going down there. And I think a lot of the players had games of their season so far. I think Wales had a really good game. He seemed to be everywhere, as did Rathbone and Smith. Um, Miller did really well. Um, and yeah, I mean, like you said, the only real downside is that their goal came from a mistake. But in terms of playing football, we were in control of the game from probably the 25th minute onwards. Mm. 
Yeah, I think for me that's a fair fair assessment. Uh, it was just getting about here. after that goal. It was then about getting through to half time. If you can nick a goal, brilliant. If you just stay in front, because all their goal was only going to come from a mistake. And as it showed in the second half, it did come from a mistake. Um, so let's let's talk about the goal again. At the time, I was I was I was sitting with Mick, and at the time, Barley's we obviously knew Barley was made a mistake. Reg could have done better as well in the lead up to it. Reg could have come in and took the ball away, and then but when Barley took his touch. He then found himself in a bad situation because he couldn't. I don't think he could have gone back to keeper because Reg was in the way. If he tries tries to put it there, that then puts puts a little bit of an issue on it. Um, so I'm not trying to take I'm not trying to take the blame away from Barlazer, but it, it could have helped out. Um, and it was just frustrating. The, one of the best technical players on the uh, on the pitch, Danny, and he just has a brain fart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. Like, like I say, with Reg, Reg could have done a little bit better uh, in terms of being a bit more defensive, being a bit more um, defensive cover. But it, it almost seems as if it surprised everybody that Barlaz has lost the ball mm. because in that because usually in those situations he just uh, spares the pass out to somebody and you just carry on with it. But it's the fact that he's lost it, and Portsmouth had that um, that desire going forward to equalise that they've. Probably worked on the counter attack situation in training, and they've gone right, ping to him, and he's had a crack at it from edge of the box, and it's gone in. Now, if if it had gone wide, you know that that would have been more preferable to us. Um, but in those situations, they do tend to go wide because the chance sort of comes at them too quickly, mm. or they try and rush the way through it. But fair play to um, to harness was it who scored for them? Mm. Yeah. yeah, fair play to him for having. Um, the composure just to knock it into the far corner. I mean, like I say, usually they go wide, so the keepers don't really have the saveable, um, the save to make in those situations. But Victor were beaten with a shot like that. So mm. the finish, you can't complain at. It's just unfortunate that Barlazer, who is one of the best on the ball players we've got at the minute, is the reason why we conceded. But as I'm sure we'll get onto a minute, he made amends later on. He did, and it's a, it was a great reaction. I, I would... Straight straight away, he was down on the floor because he's so frustrated. And from a good point of view, that shows that he cares. It's not one of these where he's made a mistake and he's just off we go again. It's, it's, it's clearly important to him and the players because there were a couple. I know Victor had to go at him as, as Victor does, <laughs> um, but everybody else was sort of positive and rallying around him. And then that that, well, that that's when the changes started happening. There was a it was a two or three minute spell anyway. Portsmouth seemed to grab the initiative a little bit, and it was literally two or three minutes. Where we just couldn't get all the ball. Whenever it came into box, it seemed a bit panicky. But again, they were panicky. But it was sort of like Pompey were going, "Oh my God, we've got a chance. We must do this." There were never any composure from them, even in that spell, were they? It were just they let us have that spell. It was like a bit in boxing, you know, if, if you've got a guy out stumbling, a good boxer finishes it. Mm-hmm. They, Pompey couldn't do that yesterday. Yeah, um, I think the um, like I said, the two or three minutes after the goal, it was just their sheer desire to try and get mm-hmm. in front and then obviously try and sit on it and defend it out. But like you say, it's like in, in boxing, when you take the big hit, it's it's the other guy's effectively job to try and win the fight. And so he just tries to pummel you. But if you can ride it out and then land a few punches of your own, which we did, then that's how you see it out. But all it took were those two or three minutes. And like you say, we're a bit of a stumble for us. But mm. overall, we've just sort of steadied ourselves, got going again. And then, yeah, just took the game to him and effectively turned it back into the first half where we were just on top. Mm. 
Yeah, no, so that so that 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 and after the goal became when things changed and partially because of enforced substitution, Icky had to come off. Uh I think it's a groin is it a hamstring injury, do we know, Danny? Um it's a groin injury. I think groin he's injury. um he's pulled his groin. Um so he had to come off and it looks like he might be out for Tuesday, which we'll come into the preview part in a bit. But he came off, so Chio came on on the right wing back and Harding came over to left. Just on Harding before we move on to the the, the action. I thought he had a really good game, Danny, both as right wing back and as left centre back. I thought it was fantastic yesterday, Harding. Yeah, but I, I do. I think he played really well on the, on the right side, which just goes to show that even when Chio potentially picks up an injury or is um, a bit low after international break, um, we have got adequate cover. Like we seem to have got mm. adequate cover everywhere on the pitch. I mean, like like we said, Icky's out and there's a potential um, injury with Victor, but no one seems overly worried because we yeah. know we've got good depth to cover it. But like you say, with Harding, he, he did a job at, at right wing back, got an assist from it as well, and um, and then did a job at left side of centre back. And he didn't really look out of place because he sort of knew, right, this is my new job. I need to get my head down and do it. And he did. And you can see why Warren does play him as left side of centre back because he knows how to defend in that position. But now you can also see the headache of why can't we play him on the right? Is it because Gio and you know they can mm. both do a job there? Um, so yeah, it's, it's another um thing on Warren's mind that will probably torment him this weekend. Like, what do we do Tuesday? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, very true. Um, on to well, one of the most brutal 10 minutes of football you could wish to see. Uh, starting with the first, well, Michael's with the second goal. Of the game to take it to 10 to the season. Um, this one was just his desire to get the goal. Rathbone had a shot, which the keepers obviously made a mistake from talk about ballets and making mistakes, their keeper made a worse one. Um, and it was just his confidence and his desire to I am gonna score this goal. And it, it took back in the goal. But it was just that is Michael Smith how he is right now. It's just superb, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And I mean the fans who were sat around me started calling the keeper butterfingers. Because <laughs> um, I think it was the second time he dropped the ball, the first time he got a foul, whereas this one he's sort yeah. of gone to bounce the ball, it's come off his foot. Um, but yeah, like you say, the sheer desire of Smith to score, pro- probably influenced by the Portsmouth fans giving a bit of grief as well. But please correct me if I'm wrong, anyone in the comments, but I think it's the first backing goal scored at New York Stadium. I think it might be, yeah. If anybody's got any... Uh... If, if someone's got, got the stat where where the other goal is, please let me know. But I've never seen one. And mm. it, it's almost as if, like, his first go at it, <clears throat> it was really good defending from Raggett because he's just sort of mm. thrown his body at it and blocked it. But then as the ball's come out, Smith just spun round and back it in. And it's so cheeky <laughs> to do something like that. But <laughs> it, sort of, it sort of shows the player that Michael Smith is under us because he's got that much confidence just to even mm. try it. You know, if you've got yeah. the confidence to do it, just, just try and do it. And he has, and he's scored a brace so, and put us back in front as well, which is the important bit. Yeah, no, it is, absolutely. Stick up to 10 goals for the season, as we mentioned. Uh, it's now taken to 46 goals for the middle, so obviously just, just below that magic 50. Uh, for all our older listeners, in the list of Rodham goal scores, it takes them both Ian Wilson and Trevor Womble, for anybody that's interested in those kind of stats. Um, they are before my time. So I, <laughs> before, but, no, a long time before mine. Oh. yeah. Um, but yeah, so he's, he's, having, he's having a superb season, and I don't know more. He's one of them players that Danny we've spoken about him a lot, and I'm struggling to find more words to fight to to justify and back you know back up how good he's been. 
but he's just been superb. There's not <laughs> that's all you can say, really. He's just been mm. exceptional and, and he's probably the best player, best striker in the league. Yeah, I mean, even Danny Cowley said he's League One's best striker, which is some compliment coming from the opposition manager. Mm. Um, and I think it made it even more special that it's his birthday today as we're yeah. live doing this and he scored a brace uh, the day before his birthday. Bit of a mm. shame that his wife can't go to the deep in Hull <laughs> yeah. with him and his daughter. Um, so she'll be on notice step <laughs> when he gets back home. But yeah, um, so happy birthday, Smudge, if this somehow finds you at the training ground <laughs> next week. Um, but yeah, it's it's... Like you say, you can't put it really into words because it feels as though they've been said already. But he has—he's an amazing player for us. He's—he's he's come good with us, and this season's his best season in a Miller shirt. And he's—he's mm. he's getting ever so closer to that Alan Shearer shirt that Richie Barker promised him. And if you get twenty-five, <laughs> we're having it, and he's like, Richie, I'm on ten. I'm nearly there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. That's probably why they um, took him off, so he didn't score another one. Yeah, I was a bit good when he came off. I thought they're going to get at trick here, but. Save Tuesday is, is obviously more important. Mm. Um, it's, ju it's just compare him as well. If you compare him to the last time in League One, it took until the end of January for him to get 10 goals. And he's got 10 goals and we're only halfway through October. So that just shows how much he's worked on his game and he deserves what he's getting. There's no other... Pay. He has clearly worked as, as much credit as Paul Warren and Richie Barker, I'm sure, deserve in terms of developing as well. He's got to want to do it and he is wanting to do it and he's shown how, how determined he is. To improve mm. himself, if it means a good end of the season to a bigger and better opportunity, so be it. That's that's football, that's life. Uh, but the longer we can keep that man at our club, the, the club will be a better place for it. Let's put it that way. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, and then, like I said, then that started. I, I call it brutal. Mick called it the most devastating, one of the most devastating ten minutes of football. It was just relentless. It was breathless. We were going to score three, four. It felt like we were going to score three, four, five, six goals. We just didn't look like they knew, they know how to deal with the way we were playing in that spell. It was superb stuff. Yeah, it was. I mean, I've called it a broadside just to have mm. a little dig at Portsmouth naval history. <laughs> but it, but it is as if we've in the second half after they've scored, we've just come up alongside of it and just given them all barrels that we've got. Yeah. And Smith's goal was cheeky, and it just sort of set the ball rolling. And it's like Paul Warren said that that's how we can be if we take our chances, mm. and if we can be that devastating to teams. Who are one of the stronger teams in the division? You know, it's like if you take if you take a chances, we could be winning four one every week. I mean, that's a yeah. vast over overstatement that we are going to win four one <laughs> every week. But it just goes to show what we're capable of. But at the same time, we weren't completely on song during the game. You know, mm. I I still think we played better during the crew game in, yeah, terms, of, in terms of playing football. But but this time around, like with. Um, like with with uh, Wimbledon as well, when you when we take our chances, we can score three goals easily. But it's when you play really well and don't take your chances when you allow the opposition back into the game. Um, mm. but yeah, we took our chances, and like you say, we could have scored probably seven in that second half uh, yeah. because you had, you had um, Griggs' chance where the keeper just beats him to it. Mm. You've got um. I think it was Miller's free kick from the right hand side. Barlaser's free, yeah, it was. Uh, Barlaser's free kick from the the other side, which he was more or less a carbon copy of what he did against mm. Blackpool. Um, then you've got Freddie. Now we'll come on to that in a little bit. I think. Yeah. He, he's fumbled it. Maybe so the offside flag. I don't know. Um, and then you've got Woods and Wales scoring as well. So like 
Mick, Mick's hit it nail on head, devastating football. And it's just mm. a shame that it won't, well, for us, it was a shame it won't more. Yeah, absolutely. John C mentions in the comments, listen to Radio Solent commentary, and they say they didn't want to turn into a hammering when it was 4-1 at the time. Uh, it, it could have been more. That that's that, that's that sort of sums it up when the opposition commentary um, are sort of saying it like that. Uh, the third goal is really the the redemption of Dan Barley's, I suppose. Yeah. Because, all right, let's throw a load of question marks on the defending, but that's, we'll let a Portsmouth podcast question that part of it. Um, the ball is stunning, and if you don't want Michael Smith on the header, you want Richard Wood on the header. And he's got his first goal at season. And he enjoyed it, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, he did. I mean, when I, when I saw the footage back that um, it was put on Twitter, I honestly thought he was giving the bird to the Portsmouth bench. Because <laughs> it, it was a little bit grainy because I was on 4G. And it's like, is he giving the bird to their bench? But he was doing his his, his rock celebration that he does on the gift. <laughs> so, all right. <laughs> um but yeah, but for Wood to get his first goal, you can tell he's been itching after it because when mm. he was on the podcast with us, he he wants to score. He's a, mm. a goal scoring defender, if you like. Um and he has been itching after it. And now that he's got it, you know, that that'll probably give him a lot more confidence as well to be able to drift a bit further forward and to get his head on stuff more. Um but yeah, you can tell by the more or less the primal scream from all the fans in the North Stand when he scored, we all re- really wanted him to score. And now that he has, yeah. brilliant. There's that video on Twitter from, I think it's Lisa Twig, who also videoed it from the sponsors box. And it's just a picture, not just the Woody goal, but the crowd in the background. It <laughs> yeah. just looks spectacular. Um, yeah, it does. I'm so chuffed for what. And, and the strange thing with defenders is if you get one goal, defenders tend to get two or three more. I don't know why, but it just tends to be one of those things. He hadn't scored in a while, uh, Woody. Uh, and he, he couldn't miss to be fair. <laughs> he'd have missed the, everything had been fuming because he, he couldn't believe his luck that they were so unmarked. Um, yeah, it was very, very good. Let's go through some comments before we come on to Wilesy because we need, to, we need some time to talk about him, don't we? Um, <laughs> Jamie says, really thought we'd miss Crooksy this season, but Rathbone is just going to be so much better. Yeah, absolutely. Rathbone has been superb. Yeah. Um, I think this is about the Smithy one. Instead of the time, it was a dirty goal. We don't score those. <laughs> I love that, yeah. yeah very. Um, Adok says, told you before, if you keep scoring, I'll be gone smudge, smudge. Um, then, or should I say, before it happens, one could do a lot of us looking at Cole Stockton, uh, all hypothetical, as he says, but let's hope it doesn't happen. Uh, yeah, that's probably a conversation the other day, but yeah. Mm. Uh, annoying with us, a bit late tonight, but what a game yesterday. It was the first time in a while, and we were brilliant second half. The only downside was the lino on the family stand. <laughs> we'll come on to the referee. We'll talk on to the officials' performance later on as well. Because mm. that's take some, take some talking as well. I'm glad Mick's not here for that bit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the final nail in the Portsmouth coffin was Ben Wiles' goal. Um, before we talk about Ben Wiles, the work by Mikel Miller, you mentioned Mikel Miller earlier, the work by Mikel Miller to set that goal up was fantastic. And he's showing, he's, he's getting his chance and he's showing what he can do and keeping other players out of the team. Yeah, 100%. And I mean, it's, it's it'll be a fun battle in training between Miller, Boller and Ferguson uh, <laughs> as, to, as to who gets on that left side because Miller's got... He's like... Um, he's a little bit like Chio when he first came to the club mm. but on the opposite side because Chio was... He had the pace but he didn't really have the direction when he first came. It's like when he played mm. against... Oh, who did he make his debut against? Was it Peterborough? Uh, it was somebody like Oldham or somebody, I think. And anyway, wherever anyway, it was, yeah. he came on and you could see it might have been Tramir. Anyway, anyway. Might, you might, 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 yeah, 
Yeah, so, uh, he, he, he came into the side and you could tell he had pace to burn, but mm. he couldn't really find that um, that footballing side to it. And I think Miller was the same, and that's why I think the loan to Northampton's helped him, because it's shown him how to direct the football more rather than just having the pace. Mm. Um, and he's going to show this season, because I think it's his second assist this season. Um, if Will were here, he'd tell me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think it's his second assist, and it's a brilliant assist because he's worked really hard with his pace, but he's shown the football side of it, got the ball into the box. And, I mean, credit to Wales, his touch um, to set himself up and then banging it into the opposite corner. Great stuff. But mm. it was created by Miller on that left-hand side. So, again, Warney, if you're listening or... But anyone from the management team is listening to this, good luck with sorting that left side out. <laughs> <I don't>. <laughs> no, exactly. No, you're absolutely right. Uh, you are right with Tranmere. who made his debut against <laughs> the first of August 2019 was his first we, game. I think he got injured got there in the end. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it all looking at the the save from the from the keeper uh, in the second half. <laughs> the keepers were at fault for one of the one of the goals, and as a, as made a couple of studies, they had a busy, very busy afternoon there, keeper. I know yeah, he's only he a young kid, um, but he's, got, he's going to be very busy. If I said, well, we, I suppose we keep keepers busy, don't we? Mm. Um, ben Wiles, even he captured performance over with a goal, which was his fourth goal of the season. Uh, I know it's fairly early on in his career, but it's so far he's already his highest scoring season so far, um, beating the last time in League One. Um, you mentioned the goal, Danny. It, it was superb. It was he turned from nowhere it, onto his weaker foot and mm. buried it. It was just. That guy gets better and better every game. Better and better and better. Yeah, he does. And I mean, it, it's it's a testament to the management team as well. They've taken the guy mm. from the academy. And granted, in the championship, he was played at left-back, but because Wales has that um, that love of the club and that ability to adapt, that's why he mm. was seen as a bit of a utility player. But this season, now we've got adequate cover, more or less in every position. It just goes to show how good he can be when he's played in the advanced midfield position. And like I say, four goals this season, more than every other Rotherham season he's played in combined. And he's, he has, you can see why they say from training he's going to go on to do brilliant things and possibly mm. play at the highest level. And now we're starting to, sh- starting to see it, which is unfortunate because other clubs will be starting to see it as well. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, the, the goal to say he's took a touch turned and then like I say hit it with his weaker foot through two defenders it's like you, you know wow all I can say <laughs> <Yeah>. wow <laughs> yeah no absolutely and then their keepers had a good game in shot stopping he's obviously had other issues but to, to beat the keeper when he's in that sort of shot stopping form was was obviously very impressive mm. um it's it, it was oh, a bit more a bit more on him I suppose he's just he didn't start the season amazing he has had his problems I think Barley's are coming in has helped him because we're not asking him to sit. Ben Wiles is clearly the best position for me, is a bit further forward. And I think Barley's helps that. Barley's will sit in there. He can ping it around, you know, quarterback it a little bit. But they, they, those two complement each other. It's a little bit like Barley's and Crooks. Mm. Barley's gives him that little bit of security to say, right, you can go and do what you want to do. I'll sort of cover this area of the pitch. Without taking anything away from Barley, I don't think Barley loses anything by doing that. Whereas if you ask Wiles to do that job, I think you take away from Wiles' game, don't you? Yeah, I think so. And I think Barley's uh, his game is to just sit a little bit behind the uh, the advanced two midfielders, ping it ping it around, play some good balls, have an absolute wild foot when it comes to three kicks. Um, 
and yeah, be our um, like Warren says, be our quarterback in a sense. Mm. And I'm sure Mick and Ben will like that one after they've been to the American football. <laughs> uh, but Barley's does operate as our quarterback, just slightly behind the advanced midfielders, which will be Wiles, Rathburn or Lindsay when he comes back. And it just seems to suit the players we've got. Like I know people have their issues with the three five two and and all that, and it does have its disadvantages. But for the midfields options we've got, it's the best thing because you can play an advanced line of four if you can include your wing backs, and now Barley's are just sitting slightly behind them, and it works. Mm. And, and as we've seen, yeah. it's, it's worked really well. Um, speak, speak of the devil. <laughs> Hello, Ben. Hello. Ben's here. Hello, Ben. I think Mick Hello. might be with us as well. Bear with me. Mick, can you hear us? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I can hear you, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as you can tell, Mick's voice is knackered from game yesterday. Yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, sli- slightly hoarse after that yesterday, yeah. Uh, thank you for joining us. We'll sort of set the record that Ben didn't go to the game yesterday. He is a London boy. But I assume you've watched the goals, Ben. Yeah, yeah, I watched goals. <laughs> um, Mick, we'll talk about that's 10 minutes of spell of football while you're with us because you, know, you might drop back out and the background noise is Mick at a service station for him it's interesting um, that's one KFC mate what are you having? I don't know yet I ain't got in yet right, so if you hear Mick placing his that's order that's <laughs> <laughs> okay Mick, what do you um, think the goal? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mick, the <laughs> 10 minutes spell of football the cold bite, 10 uh, to you mate <laughs> that spell of football was just we talked about this last time we got promoted we had a similar spell in one of the games I feel like we could do this a bit more but it was just unplayable I don't think any team in this league could have put up wheels in that 5-10 to ten minute spell could they? I think we talked yeah. about it just before and uh, you know we, we, yeah we talked about it just before and um, where we said that we, we felt like we'd got another gear and then they brought Chia on and all of a sudden it was just devastating. It was devastating for that 10 or 15 minutes. And, and they just couldn't live with us and, uh, from that point on, really, could they? Hmm. No, definitely not. Uh, ben, we were just talking about Ben Wiles uh, before you dropped, before you came on. Uh, the goal itself is how, how well it take, uh, it's turned on nothingness. Uh, and that guy is just getting weak and weak and better and better. It's just a pleasure to watch. I mean, you know, I don't know what it looked like. I don't know what it looked like in real life. But on the highlights, it was like. What? Like, how, where's it gone? Because it looked like he just. Could, I thought he was going to get blocked and he was going to get a rebound. So I knew he scored, yeah. but I just thought he was going to get like. He's just. I don't know. Um, he was left foot as well, if I remember. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's crap, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know why he's still playing for us. All that nice. sticker again at the start of the season. Yeah, hey, listen, that's football fans play it. Um, it's amazing. It's always been amazing. Um, I mean, three bad performances doesn't make you a bad player. I don't know if Mick's laughing at me or someone at the service station. Um, well, yeah, three bad performances. from KFC, that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, three bad players doesn't make you a bad... Uh, three bad performances doesn't make you a bad player. Um, mm. I won't make the game, obviously, but apart from Mick, Mick was raving about him. Mm. And we've always seen what he, what he can be. I mean, even the game, I can't remember who it was against when he played in Cup, his first two games. Well, first game ever? Against. Yeah, first game ever. It what, was against... Years ago, five years ago? It was against, it was, yeah, against Chesterfield. He had a rate game. He had a rate game. Yeah, he did, yeah. And, I mean, he's... Yeah, 
he's just Mr. Reliable, I feel like. I think he's yeah. quality. I'm so glad he's ours. For now. For now. <laughs> yeah. We can clear think... him, can't we? Yeah, well, that's it. It, it will always be Rotherham. You know, he, he, he's from Rotherham. He's a Romarsh boy. Um, he's ours. Uh, Stephen Anderson's with us from Romarsh. Oh, the Miller's from the Romarsh Chit Chat Group. Thank you for joining us, Stephen. Um, for me, Danny was man at match. I, I think I think Smith ended up winning it. But whilst it was, I know Smith has got the goals. I understand why you've given him. Whilst it was, we've talked about it a couple of minutes ago. It's just what you want in a, in a midfield player. Yeah, I mean, there were a few candidates for Man of the Match, like Smudge because of his brace. Um, I, th- I think they give it Smudge because of his birthday. Um, <laughs> yeah. For his yeah. birthday? Yeah, it's his birthday. Today, today. is his birthday, today, yeah. Oh, that's a great day, that, isn't it? Scoring against your team. It went to Smith, but you could have had Wiles, Miller, Harding, um, anyone. But like you say, I think Wiles edges it in terms of our thought process, just because of the work he's put in for the full 90 minutes. It's just what you want from the engine in, of the team. And and then also to back a goal, you know, be fair play to Ben. Yeah, no, absolutely. I don't know if Mick can hear us, if Mick's still with us. Uh, and we're asking about Rathley. It's probably, it's probably ordinary's KFC. Um, it doesn't appear to be able to hear us, that's fine. Ben, uh, Daniel, you were at game last year at Rathbone. Uh, it's just every as we talked about on the first goal, it was, it was crucial to that because he's not not willing, not unwillingness to give up the ball. Um, again, it, I said about Wiles, there's something about being the defensive midfielder you need. Rathbone, you need somebody like Rathbone in your team to do that job. Yeah, it's, it's like we said before uh, Mick and Ben came on, <clears throat> uh, we all thought we'd have a bit of an issue in midfield without Crooksy, but mm. we seem to have got Rathbone in for what feels like an absolute steal. And, <laughs> and he's just sort of just took the, the torch and carried it on. But he's like the, like the, the exact opposite of Crook. You know, Crook was massive mm. and, and could knock a football about. But Rathbun's quite small, but he can run forever. You know, mm. he, he, I swear sometimes he's about six or a month pitch because you'll see him over this side <laughs> and then he's suddenly over here. And it's like he's got a teleporter in his pocket. He's nicked it from Mick, Mick and Mortley and just teleports about the pitch. Um, but yeah, but I think overall, I think Rathbun was a little bit off his best over, yeah. overall. But if that's him off his best and he's still an exceptional footballer, no issue with it at all. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's I think that's fair. Um, we have Mick, have Mick, we have lost Mick. Mick, are you with us? I'm still here, yeah. I'm still with you. Excellent. I, I think um, there's an argument to, an argument well, to say that Rathbun is, is probably well, a better player than, uh, than Crooks. He offers you more. It gives you more. Um, it certainly gives you a lot harder work, and he offers a goal threat as well. Before we go on, I thought you were going to say an argument at KFC. That's why I, I started <laughs> laughing. I, that's what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> they run out of chicken. Yeah. They're arguing. Oh, we're out of chicken again. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Yeah. It's 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 an exciting time to be a Rodham fan. I, it sound, I, I'm reluctant to say it because I feel like I'm getting ahead of myself. But this team... It can be if you want, mate. <laughs> <laughs> as long yeah. as you film it, mate. Yeah, exactly. Turn your camera on and we'll watch it. Um, I, I'm reluctant to say it because I don't want to get ahead of ourselves and in May this gets clipped, Danny. But this team looks like they're on the verge of something special. They've got everything you want. If you could design a football team, you want a solid keeper, 
you want a, a very solid centre back, or you've got in Woody. You want a youngish centre back who's got a bit got a bit about him in Reg. You've got Icky there as well. You've got a midfield three that currently played yesterday, which is a midfield three you want. You want Pierce out wide. You want a big man who could score, a seasoned goal scorer next to him, Will Grigg, and squad depth. It, we've got everything we need on paper and and twelve games in it, whatever it is. We've got everything we need to push for well, effectively the title as things stand. Yeah, and I think a lot of people who were pegging us for, you know, or upwards of 10th, me included, like <laughs> upwards of 10th would be good. But I think that's because um, League One looked so difficult. Like, again, mm. on paper, it looked really difficult. But to see how this squad's come together and how well they're gelling, <clears throat> I mean, there's no argument against us going for the title. I mean, it sounds insane to say something like that when we're 12 games in. Mm. But on the counter side, why not? You know, why, why can't we push on and try and do it? I mean, this is one of our strongest starts, if not one... If, if, start again, put my teeth back in. It's one of our strongest starts to a third-tier season, and I think it's our strongest ever start under the League One label. Yes. And, 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 and you know, and it's like the other strongest seasons that we've had in terms of similar points haulage to games. We've, we've won promotion from those seasons as well. We've won promotion from seasons with, with lesser points haulage. And Rotherham are a team that starts a season slowly. And if this if this is all starting our season slowly, heaven forbid what's going to happen in December and January. Yeah, and it, you know it would be nice to add an trick of third division titles. I think that's what we should go for. Make it a third one. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? The last time we started this well at third tier level was uh, by my records. It was nineteen fifty fifty one where we started this well and we ended up winning the title at uh, that season. Was that a good uh, season, Nick? <laughs> 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 Listen, there's a long way to go yet. A long, long way to go. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. I didn't, the, the... I didn't, didn't you play in that season, mate? <laughs> no, I was injured, mate. I was injured that season. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but on, on this, Ben, it's it's how teams it's how teams react when things aren't going well, and we're not we're, we are going to have a spell where things don't go well. Just. We might we're going to have a run of games where we don't win for five games. Even if you win the league, that's going to happen, and that's the sign of a of a, of a, a team that gets promoted. If we do lose two or three, it's how we react then that is going to be the key factor in our season. Well, what what happens with champions is you have you don't necessarily lose games. You have a spell of six seven games. We have really bad performances, but you still mm. find a way to get something from that, whether it be a draw or a win. That's always what champions do. They'll play crap, get absolutely battered, and get a scruffy corner goal in last minute to win game. You know mm. what I mean? That's just what champions do. So, yeah, I mean we've always been a team that's been underdog. So I don't see any prob. I don't see any. I don't foresee any problems coming when things don't when things don't go to plan. Because when do things go to plan? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean whatever. Um, this team is unreal. We said that I was speaking to Mick, or I don't know who it was, like three, four years ago, two years ago, it was like, this team could be best team I've ever seen, or one of the best running teams. And now now we've got Will Grigg, who's an established goal scorer, I hate that term, but an established goal scorer, Chio, who's just Chio and he's ours, Wiles and he's ours, Smith and he's ours, Johansson and he's ours, ours, like... What else do you want? Like, we've got best team in division for me. 
by a mile. I hate, I hate this. I'm getting excited just talking about it. I'm just getting giddy thinking about it. And I know it's going to probably get my heart broken again, as we always do as Rotherham fans. But you can't argue. This, this is the thing with these conversations, Mick. You can't argue anything Ben's just said. That's that's how things are right now, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. 100% it is. But, but we're 12 or 13 games in, you know, we've got a long, yeah. long way to go yet. And we've got to just keep our feet on the ground. He's absolutely right. There's, I, I've not seen anybody in this division that can come close to us at the moment that can even touch us. But it's early doors, um, and somebody will at some stage. Like Fleetwood proved to us a few weeks ago, you know. So um, it's it is what it is. We just got to keep our heads down. We've certainly got enough quality to uh, to to finish well and truly in promotion spots in this division. But it's a long way to go yet. Yeah. No, and it just. Uh, let's go through some more comments. Uh, Liam McGarry thinks thought Miller was very good yesterday. I got some great crossing and would consider keeping him in the starting eleven. Yeah, the only person that gets in front of him is possibly Ferguson. But as Liam McGarry comes in again, uh, he thinks he needs pace out wide with Joe Miller. He likes Ferguson, uh, but Miller uh, seems to work much better. Yeah, Ferguson relies on his trickiness, doesn't he? He relies on going back and trying to beat the man and, and twisty and turn. He's not as quick as Miller. There's two good options to have. Two very good options to have. Um, Brian Vernon backs up our chat on the midfielders. Thinks the best midfield we've had for years, and it would give a fair few championship midfield run for their money. Yeah, I think that's probably right. Ardak uh, Mick thinks that can't compare Crooksy and Rathbone. They're different things in the team. Both are called what they do. I uh, wish we were like Crooksy and Rathbone together. I mean, yeah, I suppose, yeah. Wise, that's nice difference, wouldn't it? It would, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. And but the thing is, the thing is, the thing is about quite. If, if Rathbone adds goals to his games, which he can because we that shot yesterday, then he, he, he is. We are, we are asking to play further forward than we would ask somebody else to play. So there are, there are comparisons. Um, I, I know they are different, but there are certainly are comparisons. Um, <laughs> John C, Mick, get your feet off the ground and start flying. Come on, Mick, get carried away in the excitement. I agree, John. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, yeah, cheers, John. I'll do that, mate. I'll do that. In the meantime, I'm going to sit here and eat my KFC and listen to everybody else. So <laughs> keep going, boys. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. Where you got, let mate? Us know where when, you got? Let us know when you're done. Oh, yeah, what you got? Uh, just a, a standard chicken burger and, and chips, mate. What kind oh, of chicken no, burger? They don't just do chicken burgers. Yeah. Do I don't know. It's just a burger with chicken. A chicken burger with, I don't know. It's, a bit. it's KFC. It's obviously going to be a chicken burger. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, everybody. Um, John S. He's a Portsmouth fan. Portsmouth, Rotherham fan in Portsmouth. Uh, we're having a great old time uh, down there. I don't, <laughs> I don't I can see why. Uh, he's getting funny walks, Rock and Pompey. In his in his rather in his Rotherham scarf. Get me words He'll have right. Sour grapes thrown at him soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Any other points or topics you want to cover from the Portsmouth game before I move on to not quite the weekend game, but any other any other topics? I think I've covered most of it. I think we've covered almost every single player, to be honest. Um, all, all, cool. all I'll say is we seem to win the third division every thirty years, and it's been thirty years since the last one. So we do one. We are due one. It'll be 31, won't it? Because it's 22 yeah. we'll win in. So we are yeah. overdue one. We are overdue. Is what yeah, we are, we're so. due one. It's like when they say about um, when we do big storms, it's like, oh, we're due one for every 400 years and we're due one. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. the third division league title as well. We're due one. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other big news from this Sunny 
less than Sunday, Sunday afternoon, actually. Um, Stuart Marsh brings up the topic of what are the chances of the BBC game, BBC being on telly for the Bromley game? Would it like a bit of national coverage? Uh, the bogus and so on, it would be nice as well. Uh, tea bags last, lasted longer than the cup than we normally do on some stew. Uh, yeah, Bromley have been drawn the task of coming to New York Stadium um, in after oh, weeks' time. It's a home tie uh, on the weekend of the sixth and seventh of November is when the when it's been drawn to be played. Um, to answer the question about TV, I would be amazed if it's on telly just because we're at home. Uh, if we were away from home, I think it'd be nailed on being on telly like the Solihull game was two years ago. But I don't think this oh, will be uh, on television. Oh, that was two years ago. Yeah. Wow. You weren't even doing this podcast back then, Ben. Was that before COVID? Pre-COVID 2019, yeah. Wow. Yeah, 2nd of December 2019. I remember it Mm. well because I uh, smuggled (laughs) my whiskey flask onto the bus (laughs) that we were on. Fantastic. We, we didn't go to that game. We couldn't go to a Monday night game. And because they moved it from a Saturday, I'd love to go to Solihull. And then we had to watch it on telly, which... I weren't too bad either, to be fair. That you might have seen me on the telly then, because I was nearly off at Barry when we scored that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's not a bad draw, to be fair, Ben. Uh, for me, at this stage of the tournament, home tie, non-league club, off we go. Uh, I mean, yeah. Oh, God, I don't really want to play. I like, I, I, like, mm, I don't want to, what I don't want to do yet is, Get through to the third round, get um get I don't know Bournemouth away or somewhere oh, yeah. or Southampton away like oh, not a very good away day guaranteed loss it's like what's the point because it, the, for me it just wastes mm. three games like True. if I like I'm looking long term like it just doesn't make sense for for you to try. And waste players because yeah, it's a game and you want to win one hundred percent. But if you're looking at a manager's perspective, why would I want to win this game? What benefits do I get? Fifty grand or ten grand from for prize money? Like that's what it is on Football Manager. I don't know what it is in real life. I think it's about but, twenty uh, grand for the twenty grand. Much more anymore. I mean, if you want I'll, I'll, twenty I'll, I'll, grand, I'll have take a look. It, but, to, to, want 20 grand take it but for me it's uh give, give some gratin is that his name southern it's, hill yeah, yeah. all them give all them 90 minutes or 80 minutes give woody five minutes or something you know just to keep him fresh but that's you what it does i get... suppose it, 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 it gives you a chance to rest the players woody i wouldn't play woody in those games because it gives him a week or two off mm. um it, i think it comes up around the international break as well the international break is is scheduled to be the week after the FA Cup. Another, another November. international break. Another international break, yeah. yeah. Start um, so, a, so after the after the Sunderland game on the 30th, although when's the Charlton game in rearranged for, Danny? Do you know? Uh, 2nd of November. So after the second after the Charlton game on the 2nd of November, we're unlikely to have another league game until the, until the 20th of November. Because yeah, uh, so, I mean, the, the Shrewsbury game's going to get called off. It's yeah. actually nailed on, isn't it? Well, Chio's going to get called back up, isn't he? Shane Ferguson yeah, probably will, and you assume Cody will. Yeah. yeah. Sure, scored, didn't it? It did. <laughs> no, it's got header. Ridiculous. Leaping header. Yeah. Um, so, an FA Cup first round winners get 22,500. FA Cup second round winners get 34,000. And then if you win the third round, you get 82,000. So, it's helpful money. But 
without wanting to sound too sort of greedy, we're in a quite a good position. We don't need a hundred grand. It'd be nice if somebody said here's hundred grand. We're not going to say no, but that wouldn't it wouldn't be worth ruining our season if it did ruin our season. I don't think it would. Well, you um, never know, do you? Great, you, you know, bring Smith on five minutes, tears ACL. I know that's we imagine pos- yeah. worst case possible, but you never know, do you? No. So, that's true. That's very true. As Ardock mentions, Bromley are doing well in the National League. They're very similar to, to that in terms of Solihull. Solihull were up there around the time we played them. Well, last time I checked, Bromley were around fifth uh, in the league. So It'll be an harder game than people expect, I think. Yeah, it will. We, yeah, won't, yeah. we won't look, Bromley. If we were to win, it would be by a couple of goals because they will put a fight in, 100%. It's similar to the Solihull one. that people, yeah. people hear the name and they aren't a football league name, so you assume you're going to batter them. Whereas if you've got Stockport, for example, people think, oh, that's their Stockport, then they might be tough. But this is probably going to be a tougher game than Stockport, for example. Mm. Um, Stockport in football league? Used to be. Yeah. They're pretty they're successful as well. I think I'm too young for that. We played them at Don Valley. So you were there. If you just said, said Hartlepool, then I'd have oh, or... Uh, um, Carlisle. No, not Carlisle. They're both at football. That's why I didn't say No, who am I thinking of? Who am I thinking of? Uh, this is what you have your on for, Ben. I'm thinking of someone else. I'm thinking of someone who went to the football league and come back. There's loads. Uh, what are you thinking? Pepe Lacey, who I spoke to for, for, their, for the Portsmouth channel, we both predicted 1-1, as I predicted on this show on, on Friday. It was at one point. One. It was at one point, so I'm claiming some yeah. sort of victory for that. Uh, it was also one nil, so when you picked one nil, you get, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure the bookers would pay off a little bit if you're winning. If you just say it was at one point one nil, I'm sure that's how it works. Um, Danny, opinions on Freddie when he came on uh, from Harvey? But last point on the on the previous game, I thought he did okay. I thought his work was okay. I know he fluffed his chance, but the work it was there for the most part. Yeah, I think. The, the main downside was that he fluffed his chance, but I'm crediting mm. that to him seeing the flag go up because he was positioned to see where the flag was. So if you've seen flag go up, you're obviously not going to try and rifle it in. You're just going to just sort of swing your leg at it because you've got the momentum. Um, but in terms of work rate, big improvement from Freddie. Um, I think I think I got it on on camera in the vlog. There's this one moment where Portsmouth are trying to break away down the right hand side, and Freddie just comes in, just barges him straight off the ball, and it's like, yes, that's what we want to see. We want Freddie to be physical, but also to press the ball, which he did um, in front of the cop end as well. So, in terms of work rate, Freddie did really well. It's just a shame that he didn't bag or had a clear-cut chance. But, you know, it'll come to him. And it's getting to the point now where you're starting to will him to score because you want him to. If you, if you yeah. see that work rate from him, you just want him to score now. Mm. I know I said last point on the game, but I suppose we can't I mean, we can't talk about the game we had to talk about. Good old George Hurst coming on. Um, <laughs> obviously, you weren't bad there, Ben, so I can't ask you about it, Danny, but he's not changed, has he? Bless him. No. <laughs> well, Mick's back with us. Mick, go on. George Hurst. Um, yeah, it just quite amused me that the first thing he did when he came on was took, took Richard Wood out in midair <laughs> uh, yeah. in an attempt to try and get himself on defence um, and then never touched ball again. <laughs> because Woody just took him out of the game. Um, he's got a lot to learn as um, as George Hurst. A lot, lot to learn. I think he'd be. A, I think he'd be a decent player. Um, you know, at League Two, at what League level, Two, yeah. lower in the League One level potentially. 
I just don't mm. think he's got it to be much higher than that. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Bless him. He try. He tries. That's all. You, that's literally all, all the only positive you can give him. Which I'm is just not very good. I'm just glad Wood floored him afterwards. That was, that was, well, I, I, I said this to me. As soon as he did that to Woody, you could see Woody go over to Reg, and yeah. he, they were talking about it. And for, for me, Woody's saying something along the lines of, "Right, cover me because I'm going <laughs> to dive in on the next one." And he did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just going to yeah, watch this. Watch this. Bang. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, I can't it, believe it, he did that to Richard Wood. That's crazy. It's like the whole wolf in the wild thing. Like the the young pup has come to assert his dominance <laughs> on the alpha male, and get gets a good biting on him. But then the alpha just goes, no, and yeah. nothing goes. <laughs> That's exactly it. Yeah. Um, Pepe Lacey back on from Portsmouth. He had an eight-hour day's travelling, lost four-one, and didn't bring his coat on oh, a very God. cold Saturday afternoon. Was uh, it cold? Find... Lost, it was quite cold. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you want any Portsmouth reaction for this, go follow Pepe Lacey on, on Twitter. You'll see his, he does. I spoke to him like last week. So any any information about you want to see their side of things, go over there and have a look. Because uh, I think for the most part they've been quite positive. Certainly Danny Cowley was. Um, oh, you know, B when we've got to mention this, but when when Ogbeni came on, thought the game changed. I got pace to burn. Need to get him a new contract. Yep. I think uh, we will leave it too late and lose a few in the summer. I'm pretty confident he has a extension clause, at least yep. a one year extension clause. Um, but so this is why we, we... FA Cup, we can start dishing it out going, just sign a new contract and we'll give you this bonus. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, Josh Smith, uh, best moment was when Wilesy out muscled their play off the ball and their play <laughs> retaliated by picking him up and attempting to throw him. <laughs> yeah, it turned into yeah. rugby for a minute then. It did. Yes, it was uh, a very, very good day. Um, we've got a couple more on FA Cup ones. John C wants Newcastle in the third round. That will be hilarious. Uh, on Newcastle, I think we should point out that obviously there was a fan that was taken ill at the game Newcastle today. Another reminder of why um, the defibrillators are a fantastic thing to have at football grounds. So hats off to the, the medics, the physios and the players as well. The players were superb yeah. by pointing out to the referee the issue that was going off in the stand. Um and I know this, this is completely off topic, but by all accounts, the fan is doing all right. And that's that's fantastic. That really yeah, is great Newcastle. news. It was at Newcastle, yeah. Um, we could put Newcastle on the game. Yeah. It was home was end, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, because away end, like... Well, the well, helicopter yeah, to get up there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Glad it's on your um, way in. Yeah. Um, so, let's move forward. We have right, Wickham. But I need to go, because I've... Got some stupid college work to do because uh, college decided to be college. So, <laughs> okay, it was a pleasure having with you for the twenty minutes. You we'll maybe see you again soon, I suppose. Oh, all right. See you, man. Yeah, I got to train at Tottenham Stadium, by the way. Are you going to leave that and then leave, or are you going to you want to be delivery army? Isn't it? Was that was amazing. I got to use the changing rooms, and then um, I took a slash where Harry Kane they took a slash. <laughs> And dried my hands where Son's dried his hands before. And I got, I taped, want... up, I got taped up on the, the, like the training table. table. Would you like table. me to ruin what you've just said? The footballers and the NFL have a different changing room. No, they don't. Yes, they, yeah, do. they do. No, they don't. Yeah, because mm-hmm. the NFL ones are huge, aren't they? They're yeah, absolutely they are ridiculous. They, if, you, if, you, if you watched uh, All or Nothing, the Spurs documentary... The dressing room, it's just like a circular thing. It's, it's relatively oh. small. So oh. you didn't. Well, well, I had one where the NFL players 
Yeah, yeah, I'll do. Can't Wait, believe you cursed his bum along that, Matt. I know, I can't believe you can't ruin my moment. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. Oh, anyway, it's not nah, off. I need to, yeah, I need to go. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, oh, let's change the picture. Uh, I thought yeah. we were going to say something else about that dressing room. I, I took her. Uh, where's this going? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, on to Wickham. I like, by far the hardest match against Wickham coming up, and we want to see a win, uh, but see a defeat. Joel hopes is wrong. Uh, Mick, I was hoping you would be with us for the pre- <coughs> Wickham preview, so you could say something that upsets Wickham fans, uh, like for Sheffield Wednesday fans, because um, I know you like their time wasting tactics. Oh, I love I love watching Wickham play football for the 13 minutes out of the 90 that they actually got the ball in play. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a nightmare. It's going to be a difficult game. It's going to be a difficult game because they're going to make it a difficult game. Um, like I say, if the ball's in play for more than 20 minutes out of the 90, um, we're going to be very lucky. So we've got to make it count. We are a much better side than they are, a much stronger side. So uh, it's going to be difficult. But yeah, we we need to. We should be able to uh, have enough to overcome them, I think. Yeah, it's, it is going to be tough. They're, they're going to want to play one way, Danny, and they want to frustrate us. Portsmouth did it for a little bit. Wickham are better at that, and they, I think they'll be probably if, if their team's going to be more successful at it against us, it's probably going to be Wickham. Yeah, I mean, I think last time we played him, the ball was in play for 38 minutes out of the whole yeah. 90, so we didn't get a full half of football. Um, but I think this is where our pace would come into it, like we say about keeping. I can't remember whose comment it was, but someone said about keeping Miller in the side. I agree. Um, mm. Because the way we play around Wickham trying to frustrate us is by having the pace on the wings and probably just playing old-fashioned football. Out wide to fast ones, bowling to mixer, someone get your head on it and we'll score. And I think that is probably the way we'd break Wickham down. And as mm. we've shown against Portsmouth, we've got pace out wide. We've got Smith, Woods, Grigg, even Freddie and Chio, who can get their head on it. Um, so, yeah, I think that's how we play around Wickham. If we apply that correctly, we'll win. But if we allow Wickham to play too much the way they want to, then they'll probably nag a goal like last time. Mm. Yeah, a couple of stats. I've just literally flicked over to Twitter to have a look. And Tom Hancock, who is a journalist for Wickham, uh, a couple of interesting stats, really. Uh, Wickham have scored the most goals in the opening 15 minutes in League One this season with seven. Uh, and the highest portion of overall goals... We've won all four go won all games in which they've scored early, and that's the key part of that game plan, making it really. If you're going to be frustrating and going to upset people, you have to get that early goal. If you don't get the early goal, then the, the frustration game is not really going to work. But they clearly are getting those early goals. They are, but again, we we said with other teams who have they played so far, you know, um, who have they been? I, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. It might be they've beaten Sunderland, Wigan, and you know whoever else. Um, but we'll have to wait and see, won't we? We'll have to wait and see. If they, if they do get that early goal, then so be it. But I still think that we're going to have enough enough to um, to beat them. Yeah, they've they've drawn with Wigan, lost to Sunderland, drawn with Oxford, lost to MK Dons twice, but one of them were in the cup. Um, yeah, but you could just say about us, we we be we lost to lost to Wigan and beat beat Pompey. That's it, really, for us. Uh, but I suppose we, next week or so we'll find out where we are. Uh, on the flip side of the stuff t- 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 I've just mentioned from Hancock, Tam, uh, Hancock um, where were we? No, I've lost. I've lost. I've lost where I were. Ignore that. 
Um, what changes are you making, Danny, for, for Tuesday? We think Icky's going to be out, so let's assume that is going to be the case. Uh, and Victor's, from what wanted, it's probably a 50 50 shot for Victor, whether he plays or not. So, bearing in mind that, what, what changes, if any, are you making other than the obvious? Uh, I don't think it's a massive issue uh, having Victor rested for a game just to make sure he's all right because we've got Vickers and Vickers is just equal to Victor really in terms of quality at this level. Mm. Um, so that's not a massive hiccup. Same with Icky. We can play hard in there. Matic can come in. So again, it's not a massive issue. Uh, but I would keep Harding on that left centre-back side because of how well he played against Pompey. Um, then may possibly bring Chio in and start him instead of having him on the bench just so we get that pace early on and we can upset with mm. system. Because like, like you say, if they score early and they win, we need to stop them scoring early and try and score early ourselves and effectively shell shock mm. them a little bit. Um, so we can do all that. And then other than that, I'd say if players need a rest, then maybe, maybe smudge, bring Freddie into it. Um, but other than that, I wouldn't change massive, a massive amount. Like obviously, players that you want to play the majority of the game on the Saturday, you'd you'd uh, leave on the pitch for less time or have them on the bench to start. But other other than that, I think same way, just with obvious changes, really. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mick, any thoughts on the changes? Yeah, I, I think we've got to be bear in mind, we've got to be mindful of the fact that they're going to have the big lad, Dakin Spenwell, up front. So you're going to need some experience yeah. in that back four, in that back line, some experience and some strength. Um, so, so yeah, I think, um, like like Danny said there, we've got plenty of strength in depth there to uh, to cover it. Where whichever way Warner decides to uh, decides to go with that back uh, back five, back three, whatever. But I think Chio yeah. has to start definitely. Um, yeah. Because he's that his pace is going to cause them a lot of problems. Yeah, <laughs> I think it'll take about half an hour for Chio to run around the beast. <laughs> um, John C reckons John C reckons four 0 to the Millers. Um, are we underselling? Are we underselling Rotherham United, Danny? We did this in the pre pre match for Portsmouth. Are we just being a little bit? Are we are we underselling us? I don't know. I think. I think because we've had the experience of knowing how good we are but not performing to our best, we sort of mm. underplay it a little bit. So we're not, probably because we're not overly caught out when it comes back round again. Um, but I think I can see where John's, when John's coming from about battering Wickham 4 0 because I still don't think we've reached that point where we have seriously battered a team. Like we, we had the 10 minute spell against Portsmouth, but it wasn't a rounded battering, if you like. Yeah. So there is still one team that's going to get absolutely pasted. And mm. you could argue it was Portsmouth because we've just won 4 1 in the Cup and in the league in consecutive games, either side of an international break. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. I think because Wickham have a very set game plan which is a difficult game plan to break down, I think it'll be maybe two. If we apply ourselves correctly, it could be two. But if we get caught out and we can score early, then I don't know what's going to happen. They might just sit on it like they do normally. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt they will. Yeah. There's, there's no doubt if yeah. they get that early goal, then we're going to have to change our game plan accordingly mm. because, like we said earlier on, that ball will not be in, in play or will be in play as little as they possibly can to uh, to frustrate us. So, so yeah, if they get the early goal, it might be uh, might be a different matter. But yeah, sorry for interrupting. 
Let's no, I was just Carl Scott. Carl Scott agrees with you. Reading, he says, reading on the Wiccan game against Don at the weekend, they wasted time over and over again. That's that's them. We remember the, the get home game against them last season and the season before when they when obviously the season they ended up getting promoted. Both games they got early goals and sat in and killed the game. And if that's how you want to play, that's fantastic. It's, it's successful for them. It's just frustrating as opposition fan. Uh, Wiccan fans but, clearly enjoy it because, but that's how they want to play. Fair play to them. As supporters, we can have an influence on that because we know that that's going to happen from, from the first five minutes. So we need to be on the referee's case from the first five minutes about any sort of time wasting. And really, I mean, it, it, it's only a little bit of help, but it, you know what I mean? Let's, uh, let's see if we can start to influence the referee because other, other teams and other clubs seem to be able to do it. Well, that brings me quite nicely onto my next topic, Mick. Um, the referee for Tuesday night. Yeah. Um, the referee for the next game is scheduled again this may change because this announced last week the referee is scheduled with Bobby Madley uh, former Premier League referee um, and famous for other things unfortunately for him uh, is will be refereeing us for the first time since 2013 he last refereed us against MK Dons although I think he might have done a friendly um, I seem to remember him being at New York at yeah, some point but, he, did, he, were, um, he did a friendly beginning of the season yeah, uh, he's an experienced referee. Is he, he previous before his break for English football? He was a regular Premier League referee, um, so you would hope that he has that knowledge and that that know-how to stop teams doing that. You stop stop disrupting the game. We'll wait and see. I don't, I don't, I don't put much money on that to be honest with you. Um, we've gone massively long, so let's just put some predictions in, pointless predictions in again, because we'll obviously get them wrong, and then we will leave. Uh, Mick. Uh, as you're on your way home, you can give us your prediction first. Um, I think we'll win 2-1. I think they will score first, uh, but I think we'll break them down and frustrate them. Uh, sorry, we'll break them down and, uh, and, and grab a win out of it. OK, fair enough. Danny? I agree with Mick. I think if we can do score first, we have the um, the persistence, if you like, to break through teams in the second half. Um, so if so if we can do a score first, we'll probably win two one. But if we stop them scoring first, it could be two or three note to us. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna stick with Mick. I'm gonna say two one. I like style. I'm gonna go two nil. I've got confidence in this in this defence at the minute. I'm I'm, I'm positive. About it. Other than that one mistake, we didn't look like conceding. Um, you could say it wasn't the defence's mistake. It was midfield. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, John S thinks three one. Harvey Kovic thinks three nil. Nice to see some positivity. Uh, let's hope the positivity continues, not just on Tuesday, but over the next two or three weeks uh, towards the end of the month. Because like I said, Paul wants his pre-match to Portsmouth. By the end of the month, we'll have a really good idea of where we are as a team. And I think that's a fair fair, 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 fair assessment. Um, so we're going to finish there. Thank you all for watching. If you're on YouTube, make sure you subscribe. We've come to 350 subscribers on, on YouTube. So if you are watching YouTube, make sure you've subscribed. If you're not watching YouTube, go over to YouTube and subscribe. <laughs> Um, because on, I haven't told Mick this, so this will be a surprise to Mick. The Kirk Brofoot interview will be out on Thursday morning. So keep an eye out for that. We're, we're going to put that on Thursday morning for everybody to listen to once we've done a little bit of editing from little parts. Like I said, there's some really good stuff in there, some really interesting stuff from his time at the club. You will want to listen to that. If you're a Rotherham fan, you will definitely want to listen to it. Um, and that's not me underselling this one, overselling this one, sorry. Um, Just as well I've edited it then, isn't it, already? Uh, there you go. It's ready to go. So I just need to do my part and edit the audio and we're ready to go. Keep an eye on the socials for that. And I said subscribe to iTunes. If you're on iTunes, subscribe to there because you'll get it automatically or Spotify. 
same with youtube subscribe because you'll get it automatically as and when it's ready uh and i said we'll be back for the next episode on thursday night slash friday morning for the audio where we'll be looking back at wickham looking ahead to mk dons uh i think i've took everything off the list that we need to talk about so Danny, it, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you with me for the full episode, not like these part-timers. <laughs> yeah, no, no worries, always a pleasure. And Mick, uh, thank you for letting us be with you on part of your journey home from Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. No, you're very welcome, you're very welcome. I enjoyed my KFC as well, so, uh, so thanks for that. I suppose that's the most important part for you, isn't it? 100%. <laughs> thank <laughs> you for watching. Generic chicken sandwich. Yeah, just chicken, yeah, just chicken with two <laughs> pieces of bread. Yeah. Um, We'll see you all on. Well, we'll see you all very, very soon. Thank you for watching. See you soon.